You are listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. During these podcasts, we'll be exploring all of the different opportunities that we get to seize the day on a daily basis and what tools and what changes we can make in order to grab those goals. Are you ready to make change? Hello, everyone. How are you all? You are listening to me, Natalie Miller-Snell, and this is Seize the Day, a podcast all about exploring the tools that we can use on a daily basis to seize opportunities. And I'm very grateful that you are here. Welcome to the show. Now, it is June. I actually can't believe we're in June, to be honest. The weather has just started to get nice in the UK. So it's um, I'm kind of grateful that we've got sunshine but I really can't believe that we're in June already. And June as a month signifies Pride Month in the UK, but also across the globe. So I thought today that I would celebrate it being Pride Month and celebrate all the things that are wonderfully LGBTQI plus and share my coming out story. So uh, crikey, I'm gonna have to cast my memory back here, people. Please bear with me. I knew from a very, very, well, a really young age, actually, that I was different, that I didn't conform, that I didn't fit into the norms, that there was something different going on with me. And I was very aware that um, that I liked my girlfriends. Um, not that I probably understood what that meant back then, but I was definitely aware that I was different. And I would be, I would obsessively listen to any and all kind of gay related matter that I could do when I was in my early teens. And it wasn't until there was a show in the UK called um, Brookside and an actress called Anna Frill, who played a character, Beth Jordash, who was struggling with her sexuality. Now this is in, I'm in my teens at this point. I think probably, I don't know when the storyline started, but I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm around 16 or 17 at this point. And that storyline changed absolutely everything for me because I saw somebody that I could identify with. I saw somebody who was having struggles and I saw somebody who who was like me. And for me, it just goes to show the importance of having positive role models in society having stuff on the TV, having things in the news and having the beautiful advocates that we have in the world and allies to help the story and the message be out there at the forefront of people's minds because it does change and impact people's lives. So Anna Frill played this character, Beth Jordash, um, and I actually fell in love with her character entirely. And something quite amazing happened. I think it was 1994. So I'm about to go to university that year. I think it was the early part of the of the year. There was the first UK lesbian kiss, which was huge back then. But it just really reinforced everything for me. And I actually came out to my best friend as a result of that. Or it might have just been before because it was leading up to it. My best friend at the time, Debbie. Oh, Debbie, I love you absolute rock in my life back then we would do um something very very english perhaps uk um stereotypical we'd buy a kebab and have a two liter bottle of cider strongbow it was every thursday night and bless debbie would watch me as i would cry and tell her that i was gay and struggling and, and all the rest of it and she would be incredible she would show me magazines and ask me who i liked and what was it i was attracted to and all of that kind of good stuff And then the next day, I'd deny everything and just say it was the booze talking. (laughs) And this went on for goodness, I don't know how long. 
Um, and Debbie, thank you so much if you do listen to this because you, I mean, I know I've told you before, but yeah, I mean, you were incredible. So I, I am truly grateful. Um, and I went to university that year, 1994. And the reason I went to university, uh, hand on heart, was so that I could come out because I knew um, I went to a particularly left-wing campus university and I knew in that environment that I would be welcomed and it would be easy for me to come out. And that's exactly what I did. I, yeah, because I went to university, I was 18 then, I turned 19 in that December. And, um, you know, I had a good time at university, I explored and I experimented. And, I, and that's the reason I did it. I went there to find out who I was to begin to understand exactly who I am. You know, I had boyfriends. And you, my mum used to say to me when I was younger about Brussels sprouts. How do you know you don't like Brussels sprouts unless you try them? So I use that philosophy to explore and find out, you know, who am I and what, what, what is it I like and what is it I want, uh, you know, and f really find out the essence of my being. So I told my sister, I'm going to say early part of the next year or perhaps the, the late 1994, but it was actually when I turned, after I turned uh, 19 that I told my parents and my mum reminds me because I didn't, I couldn't remember this at all. But I actually told them on their wedding anniversary, which is a bit harsh, but it just happened to be a sequence of events. I'd been out in, in town, in London town with a, another gay friend of mine. We'd been out drinking and partying and whatnot. And the next morning, my mother just happened to ask me a whole lot of questions. Now, I believe that she kind of, you know, and we will talk about it now, anticipated what was coming, hence, you know, driving of the, the, the questions. But also I was very, very candid with who I was hanging out with, what I was doing, the clubs I was going to, almost, I suppose, to kind of lead the conversation. Um, so my mum asked me and, you know, she cried when I said to her, yes, mum, I am gay. Um, and we had a bit of a conversation around that. She then went and told my father, who apparently said, yeah, I'm not surprised. So, you know, that was really, really great and re really reinforcing. And I, I believe it took them a bit of time to kind of come to terms with it. Um, uh, wonderful people that they are. Um, but it was such a relief for me. It was enormous. It was like a weight had been lifted from my shoulders. And actually what was interesting, I kind of said to myself, I didn't want to come out to my parents until I was in a relationship so they could see me. They could see, see the real, real me and see me happy. But it just so happened that it ha you know, came a bit earlier. Um, and because of the night out and because of the conversation, the way it was driven, I ended up telling them sooner. And I'm very grateful because it really changed me as an individual. It lifted, like I say, a massive weight off my shoulders. I was very lucky in terms of how my parents responded and how embracing they were. But my uncle was gay. Unfortunately, he's passed away. I've got an aunt who's also gay. So, you know, there's definite genes involved in, in all of this. And there's, if you're very much in the family... And you know what's fascinating? I mean, that's my major coming out, if you like. And when I came out at university, I then became president of the Lesbian Gay Society, as it was called back then, LBG. Obviously, the acronym has changed somewhat since. But, you know, th this is several years ago. What's that, 25 odd years ago? More than that, even. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, things have changed. But I was president of the L um, LBG society back then and really enjoyed actually talking to folk about what it was to be gay what it felt like coming out and almost educating educating people after I left university and moved into the kind of workplace and a bit more corporate if you like and also to the nature of my study and therefore my my work beyond that was very male dominated 
I almost went back into the closet a bit. Certainly, I didn't talk about myself as comfortably or confidently or openly through fear of reaction or what might happen, which is really tragic. Um, And as I've got older, I really care less now and also get a bit frustrated. What does it really matter? You know, and there's also a level of assumption, even in today's world, that people assume that you're straight. Um, Now, I think I ooze um, gay sexuality, but it appears to be not the case because I do still have to come out frequently to different individuals. And there's an example, my former career, um, I was on a, a trip to, to South Africa and a wonderful man picked me up who was our contact and connection over there. And he just started asking me about my husband because uh, I said I had children. And it's a split second for anyone who's in that moment who's gay or bisexual or, or, or whatever you might be. There's a there's a fraction of a moment where you make a decision. Do I open up and say who I am? Is it a safe place? Do do I feel comfortable and confident that I'm not going to get in trouble or get into a serious situation here? And I didn't know him, unfortunately, very well at the time. And I was in his car and it just didn't feel safe. So I had to go along with this massive lie that I had a husband and, you know, he was so tall and just balmy. As it turns out, you know, we got to know each other a lot, um, a lot more closely as as the months and years went on. And I did tell him in the end. But it's really interesting for folks and allies of the LGBTQ community to really consider the impact of someone constantly having to hide who they are and not be able to be confident and comfortable or feel safe to talk about things and bring themselves fully to whatever situation they're in, be it work or just out, you know, being able to be authentic in ourselves. I'm much more open now within my own life, within my own work, within my coaching business. It's who I am. Um, you know, you, you, your vibe attracts your tribe. Folk aren't going to necessarily resonate with me. They might not like the fact that I am gay and that I'm open about it. And that's absolutely fine. But I am not going to not be who I am and I'm not going to not talk about it because it's really important to both su- support the community that we have out there at the moment to support each other, but also to provide some form of positive role modelling for younger folk who are coming through as well, uh, you know, and pave the way as well, as many incredible advocates did before me to enable me to be able to, to come out. I would love it if we were in a world whereby there weren't assumptions made about who you are or your sexuality, where folk asked an open question so you didn't feel pigeonholed or you felt comfortable talking where people were really aware of pronouns and how that impacts somebody and where we just listened a little bit more so if you have your coming out story that you want to share or if you had any comments for me as well in terms of mine or interested to learn more or know anything else please do let me know very happy to talk more about it and it's really been fantastic to share actually today I feel very wonderful being able to do it in this month and celebrate pride month thank you so much for listening everybody take care look after yourself keep well you have been listening to seize the day with natalie miller snell all contact information can be found in the show notes together with any links to websites i may have referred to in the show If you've enjoyed this show, please pop over to seizetheday.simplecast.com where you'll find all of my other shows. Or you can visit me at nmscoaching.co.uk. I can't wait to hear from you. Thank you, thank you, thank you.